This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? And uh, what's up, G? Welcome to the G Podcast. Every week we talk opinion, culture, current events, news, politics. And and, and this week, uh, of course, last couple of weeks, we've been taking a step away from politics and and, and doing more um, uh, pop culture. And, and I'll tell you this week, we got we got the superstar lineup. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I got to say what's up. I'm going to introduce my panel in, in just a few minutes, but I, I do want to say a couple of things before we get rolling. i just let you guys know what's up. Uh, if you're out there listening live, uh, you can tweet us. You can uh, do a hashtag, the G podcast, or uh, just shoot us a direct tweet at the um, G podcast one. So at the G podcast one, the number one, and and I'll, I'll check a couple of tweets every now and then. Uh, but but this week we're going to talk about uh, from a couple of different perspectives, and I think some really good perspectives. The the whole Kanye West offering, uh, the Jesus is King project. Um, Tanya B has been talking over the last couple of weeks, and she's here on the podcast as well. Uh, about uh, a lot of reboots and remakes. And and I want to get the panel of creatives opinion on whether or not, you know, as entertainment people, there's too much being placed on remakes and reboots. And, uh, and you know, we got some other stuff coming up, but I definitely want to get some thoughts on that. Uh, but I'm Tommy B, former host of GP3 and also uh, the current host of You Need to Know. We're doing it on the G. And, and y'all mind if I do something? Because before I introduce uh, the panel, I want to do something because um, something happened this week. And actor comedian John Witherspoon has died. Witherspoon may be best remembered for his roles as the dad in the Wayans TV series and the Friday movie franchise. He was 77. And I know I got my folks out there. Um, interestingly enough, um, my panel, they're from L.A. Um, hey. <laughs> San Estelle, how you doing? West Coast, best coast, all day, always doing well. Thank oh, you. And, and Big Mike, turn that mic up a little bit. How you doing, man? All right, let me get y'all right real quick. There you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're a production guy, so I know you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, man. Out here on the West Coast, you know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna play a couple of clips and and chime in if you know what movie. Now, Marcus, I hear a girl dog got you pussy whipped. Come on, now. Come on, Ray, baby. <laughs> All right, Mike. All right, Mike got that. All right, now, chime in if you know. Chime in if you know. A what? It was a whoop, goddammit, big black naked ass whoop. The motherfucker jumped off the boat and ran over there. When it got there, son of a bitch turned into a man. Did the flip-flop shit on me. Just like a whole I knew in Detroit back in 62, 63. Can you name it? Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> Come on, San you. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get many of these because I know him mostly from the Wayne's Brothers. Show. I, I, I may have a chance. Okay, let, let, I'm a, just a different generation. Okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. Let's try this. <laughs> you kids today are nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. This one makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. Who's the guest? I guess it's it's the Wayne's Brothers, but the Wayne's Brothers show, is it not? All right, go ahead. Mike, you got a guess? Come on, Friday. (laughs) 
All right, here we go. One more. All right, we, we, let's do. Let's do one more. Let's let's do one more. Let me try to do one more. Here we go. Well, you know how she was smelling when she was alive. You can imagine how she smelled when she started decomposing. She was fucking up the whole house. Woo! Don't you ever talk about my mother that way? Oh, I ain't talking about your mama. Talk about that rat that died under my porch. Oh. Did you just smack me? All right, who's the guess? Who's guessing? Well, that's the one that I should have. <laughs> the laugh track. All right, go, go ahead. I'm going to give you that one. Uh, uh, Sanyu, you, you, that's your way, that's your way-ins, brothers. But Thanks. I guessed mine early because I'm psychic. That last <laughs> was not actually for Friday. It was just me being psychic. You knew it was coming. You knew it was on the way. There you go. Hey, but... Um, what if any any thoughts you know of course uh no no tr- no um uh I, I guess right now they don't necessarily have a cause of death um you know of course he was up there in age he did a lot of work i mean he had a lot on the plate all the time any any thoughts i'll start with you big mike what, what are your thoughts i mean it's just crazy i've never got to see him in uh you know concert doing his comedy but you know such an iconic guy it's just crazy to see him just leave so early. I think it was what seventy seven. Mm-hmm. How old he was? Yep, seventy seven. Yep. Yeah. See, that's crazy. That's yep. crazy. All right, Tanya B, you in the house? I think I saw her. I am here. What What are your thoughts? And I know you've been in the entertainment business for a minute. Have, have you Have you had a chance? You ever met uh, John Witherspoon? Once, very briefly. He's actually a really low key, very humble type of man. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't walk around going. You know, I'm John Witherspoon or, you know, quoting those different uh, classic lines from different movies. But one thing you had mentioned, um, from what I understand, his cause of death was that he just had a massive heart attack because earlier in the day he had done the YouTube video with the poor man's gumbo recipe. Hmm. And later on that day, he succumbed to uh, a massive heart attack. Wow. Wow. But I'll tell you, I met him um, back in the 90s. Uh, I think they had just started doing the Wayans Brothers. And uh, he was already, you know, he did stand up like crazy. He was always, you know, coming into cities doing clubs. And and you're absolutely right. Probably one of the nicest, uh, most low key guys because the mic would come on and, and he'd turn on pops. But when the mic would go off, hey, go give me some water, man. I'm a chill. You know, until until the mic comes back on. He was a laid back guy. So, you know, rest in peace, you know, hashtag, uh, you know, R.I.P. Pops. Uh, we definitely lost a good one, man. I am a Boondocks fanatic. I love I love Boondocks. And, and go ahead. I was just going to say, what's going to happen with the Boondocks? Because it was supposed to be coming back on HBO, right? Right. And that's that's candidly. Um, I don't see how they can replace Pops on the Boondocks. You know, or or hopefully maybe they have enough maybe to start the project in the can and maybe do something on the show uh, as a way to transition him, you know, out of the picture and continue. Not I don't want to say out of the picture in a disrespectful way, but, you know, man, I mean, the boondocks. (laughs) <laughs> that's my, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just iconic. It is, you know, pop culture, black culture. You know, this guy did so much, man. When you think about Fridays, when you think about all the movies, man, you know. And, and you know the funny thing? We, we were talking about, everybody had been talking about Fridays coming back. 
um, the remake. And we're going to talk about, well, not necessarily remakes, but the sequel to Friday. And I don't know if y'all ever heard, he really didn't get paid a whole lot of money for Friday. And, you know, Tanya B, you know about that kind of stuff when a lot of these guys who you think are getting paid big money, they really aren't getting paid maybe uh, five figures, if, if that, four figures, you know, uh, for Friday. Is that or union scale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, interestingly enough, you know, it's it's, um, you know, rest in peace, Pops. Any other comments? We're going to move on. I just say it's significant since I'm the the reader or one of the readers in the room. But, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Morrison checked out at 88 and him at 77. There's something to be said about that. I think it's more than chance. Mm-hmm. I happen to think people choose when they pass. So, yeah, true enough. I think it's intentional. Also, this is a week of Dia de los Muertos and Samhain and All Saints Day, All Souls Day. So it's a very powerful week to pass as to become an ancestor. Mm-hmm. And definitely he will be. He will be. Hey, I want I want to introduce y'all. Um, and 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 really, from a standpoint, I say guests, but these guys, you know, are, I consider them part of um, our Castropolis Podcast Network family. And and I got to say what's up, and to to Mike uh, from Damn We Grown, uh, and also big props to his wife Tiff, um, the the uh, his better half without a doubt on the show. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And. Um, and Mike has been one of uh, Castropolis Podcast Network supporters from the beginning. Um, he's an affiliate with with the Damn We Grown podcast. Um, when I reached out to Mike and said, hey, Mike, can we run your content? Quick turnaround. Brother just said, hey, I'm going to do it. And let, let me say this about the Damn We Grown podcast. You guys, um, they talk a lot about black business and black support, support of black business and ownership. And, and I can tell you from a standpoint of people who really put their money where their mouth is, these guys are true advocates and they, they, they definitely practice what they preach. Uh, so, so I'm always, always proud and, and when they do good stuff, uh, glad to have the connection. Uh, appreciate you guys trusting us by uh, allowing us to put your great information, your great podcast on the stream. He's a good brother. Just, you know, when it comes down to, you know, how he presents himself with his wife on, on the show, it, it's a it's a phenomenal presentation. So I just want to say that to you, brother. Candidly, I've been trying to get you on for about a year. So uh, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, send me your address so I can send that check. To send you that check. <laughs> but I've been trying to get him on. And, and, and honestly, I just want to say thanks, man, because because the brother works hard. They put a lot into the show. And you can tell it's a well-produced show as well. So, so Mike, thanks for being on man thanks for being on today i appreciate you man thank appreciate you, you and tiff. And, and i know this cussing you out so what's that I just want to let you know too. tiff is what tiff is cussing you out she said uh how come i can't be on the show oh she could be on oh come on now i wanted both y'all on the show man <laughs> no come i'm on. just kidding <laughs> all right now and and i gotta say to my to my claire cognizant friend and i know uh on the on the west coast even though she is a guest, because when, when was the last time you were on? <laughs> you have not been on when the G podcast. it was still GP3 homies. When it, when it was still GP3 homies. Uh, and and, and Sanya Estelle is a, a big part of the family. You know, Get At The Root podcast. Uh, she is the word witch, uh, the black belt and keeping it real. Um, big time keeping it real. To, uh, they still got you shadow banned? <laughs> I mean, 
the algorithm just doesn't appreciate what I am trying to do with existence, but I will not be discouraged. That's what I'm saying. But but Sanya Stell, uh, and you can go to SaniaStell.com. Her Get At The Root podcast is on Castropolis. And and she just does good stuff. Just wrapped up uh, season, first uh, season, right? My first season since I met Tommy B through Instagram. Early on, he had me on GP3 Homies as a co-host and then asked if I had ever thought about doing a podcast. And I was like, no, I don't know how to do any of those things. <laughs> but, you know, when Tommy B asked that, what he doesn't explain is that he already has like the entire roadmap done out for you and all the links in the emails and everything and he has the mic in the mail with the headphones so Tommy B makes Damn. you an offer I suggest you use AS to him yeah but I, I, I appreciate all the stuff you do and uh, you just do great work as well so you know thanks thanks for being on the show today and I'm just gonna get it right into it you know uh, enough of the nice stuff and <laughs> hold on, Tommy. Hold on, Tommy. We got to give you I your know. flowers right quick, too, brother. No, man. Uh, you, y'all can wait. Come on. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. I'll take a little bit. I just want to say this real quick, real quick. Uh, I talked about it on our podcast, but, um, you know, I had got uh, hit up by an email, uh, a lady out of Cleveland, and she had like a radio show, and she was like, oh, I want y'all to be on a radio show. And I was like, dang, how'd y'all find out about us? She was like, oh, a gentleman by the name of Tommy B. And whoop, whoop, whoop. I said, dang. All right. And I didn't even know you that well at that time. But, you know, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you for the opportunity to be on here, to be on CPN. Uh, I coined it Color People Network. Uh, <laughs> I heard you, man. I heard you. <laughs> but just thank you to you, man. Thank you. No, man. No problem. I appreciate you. Uh, and, and uh, you know, black creatives, man, we, we have to, you know, collaborate and, um, and, and you know, keep, yeah. keep things going forward. So um, I'm glad that we, we, are, we are doing some collaborative, collaborative stuff. So good stuff. Hey, y'all, I'm going to jump right in. Um, Tanya B's going to kind of jump in and out because as, I, as, we top, as we take the show on Sunday and do it live, uh, Tanya B is also doing soul food dinner at her house. So <laughs> talking about CPN. <laughs> <laughs> the greens are on right now. Usually I'm at another family member's house, but the greens are on right now. It's real CPN up in here. So, uh, Tanya B. I, I wish we had a camera on that. On I know, that that's what I'm saying. So we could just right. enjoy. It, 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 uh, you know, we, we give it real flavor up in here. So, um, but, but you know, there, there are a couple of things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Interestingly enough, uh, when I picked this topic, uh, I didn't know Terminator was going to come out this weekend and do $28 million, which is well below um, what was expected at the box office, like uh, $40 million. And the last word was basically that Terminator is planning on losing about $100 million in, in revenue based on the amount of money. It took about $184 million to make. They don't think it's going to do $84 million, so it's basically going to lose about $100 million. I guess my, my question is, and, and we got a couple of things we're going to talk about, quite a few things um, on the show. But, you know, as, as creatives, do you think, and, and Mike, you, you and Tiff do uh, movie reviews, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do, yeah. When, when you guys are looking at what to review, um, 
and and of course Tanya B's in, in entertainment. Uh, Sanyu looks at it from a, a social justice standpoint. What's coming out? Where you know where it's heavy, where it's not. And, and biased with family in the business. Absolutely, she's got she's got family in the business who, who watches this stuff and, and produces and, and greenlights. Uh, do you think there are too many remakes? Too much re. You know, when you look at, like, for example, um, give you guys an example. Going into 2018, we were talking about about 121 remakes and reboots that were in the works. 121. And I mean, everything from like, and this is old school. I don't expect anybody, maybe Tanya B to know the birds, Alfred Hitchcock. They're talking about redoing that. But oh, Tanya B. Right. Oh, yeah. It's. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I know, I know, Tanya. Sorry, it's just the name association. Just the name association. <laughs> just the name <laughs> association. But um, but my point is, it's like when when Tanya B does her entertainment and her tea. You you've had to kind of put in what's new in remakes and reboots every week because there's always stuff coming out. We're talking about maybe a remake of New yes, Jack City, a um, lot of stuff. So so, what are your thoughts? You think that do you think it's too much? You think you know? I'll start with you, Tanya B. I think I think there's a couple of things I say it's laziness because every certain things just need to be left where they are. Certain things don't need to be remade or rebooted or anything else. And let me take my earring off. Um, and I also <laughs> take think the shoes that, off too. you know, Go those ahead. people that have. OK, they're already off. Um, they have, the, I guess, the wherewithal to either green light or finance or whatever. They think, OK, this worked before. It'll work again. We have a whole new audience. But the people who really were into New Jack City and New York Undercover and set it off, they've moved on. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the, I think the only reason why millennials know anything about the Fresh Prince is not, I forget the fact it comes on 99 times a day, but they think Will Smith is this newer, you know, movie star, but we know when he was funky fresh back in Philly. And the downside of it for me is, you know, again, some of these things need to be left alone. Why are we going into Fast and Furious 9? Okay, Will Smith did Gemini Man. It didn't do well. The Terminator didn't do well. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder, you know, uh, the uh, what's it? This Tuesday, uh, The Little Mermaid is going to come on again. It's a combination of animation and live action and again trying to pull these folks in in a more diverse audience they have john stamos uncle jesse from who's the boss you've got queen latifah who people some people don't even know that she was ever uh, one of the biggest female hip-hop artists who was not paid correctly you know back in the day and mm -hmm. then you've got shaggy trying to pull in that caribbean audience so i think they're just kind of grabbing for straws but i still say there are a lot of young talented i mean mega talented you know playwrights uh, you know, movie writers, directors, people who have screenplays, and they have great content. They just haven't been given, uh, you know, the opportunity. And the thing about it is, aside from Lena Waite, and she didn't just come into the party, you know, last year. Uh, the thing, the other thing is, for what it would cost to, to, you know, I don't know this whole thing, and maybe my sister may want to jump in here, but is it going to cost a hundred million dollars to produce some new content? as opposed to losing a hundred million dollars in less than a week. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Mike, I'll go to you cause you do movie reviews and then I'll send you, you know, from a standpoint of what you know in the business, 
having someone who's in the business. But but Mike, when when you, when you and Tiff look at what you're going to review, and and I know you guys even earlier in the year you went to see the remake of um, what was the movie the the horror movie Stephen King, uh, Cemetery. Oh, okay. Cemetery. Cemetery. Um, do you think the remakes are? Do you think it's worth it? Uh, you know, doing too many of them, or you, would you rather see more original stuff? What are your thoughts? Honestly, I'd rather see more original stuff. Um, some of the remakes, you know, we enjoy. Like we like Pet Cemetery, but I think it's it's what Tanya B said. Like some of these people think it's, or the Hollywood people think it's safer to make a remake because they think it's going to take them straight to the bank, and then boom, here's Terminator two hundred and. It lost all this money, so yeah. I'd rather take the gamble on something fresh, something new. Yeah, good point. What about you, Sanyu? Sanyu Estelle? I think uh, there's definitely too many remakes. I think some of them are interesting and worthwhile. Like, I'm not going to lie. I f- saw Aladdin, the cartoon. That was like the first movie I remember seeing in theaters as a child. Mm-hmm. And I watched this Aladdin and I liked them both. They were different and I felt that they were applicable. I also feel like Charlie's Angels is something that's like a James Bond. Like you just can just keep remaking that and throwing different chicks and making it different. But what I will say is that I think that there is this emphasis, at least what I can say from my family connection. My brother was the VP of production at Disney's live action pictures. So he made Cinderella and he made Wrinkle in Time and he made Queen of Katwe and he made Half of Mulan. But then now he's the vice president of production at Netflix original film. Mm -hmm. And so in this transition, you know, there's more freedom to make new projects. But those new projects, if they don't do well, they, for whatever reason, make shareholders and the moneyed people and the purse string holders even more nostalgic mm-hmm. for the numbers that happened. But what they don't realize is those numbers were big because that like that shit was new. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was the first of its kind. That's why it was so exciting for people. Um, I do think that there's something to be said about certain animations being updated simply because I don't know how kids how interested kids are in like 2d animation now that they have all this like options yeah, yeah but creatively clearly we can remake as many stories as we want and put as many new faces as the in them as we want but people are still hungry for what's next yeah i agree not necessarily what happened yeah yeah i agree you know i i, I think there's there are a lot of good stories I'm, I'm I'm like you know I, I I get the mix from all you guys. There's just some, but there's some movies we don't need to we don't need to revisit. You know, um, I don't know if we need to do another car wash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't even know that was in the works. That's in the works. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the original, even though you know you can't bring back a Richard Pryor. You know, and 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 George Carlin, you know, some of the folks who made that movie what it was. Plus, you know, they already did the wash with uh, with Snoop in the 80s, you know. So so, you know, looking at some of these movies and I looked I looked at the list because, you know, at the beginning, again, at the end of 2018, they were talking about about eh, 121. So, you know, just a rough idea, just kind of give you guys an example. Uh, Big, I don't know if you remember Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're talking yeah. about remaking that. Disney's going overboard. So everything that was a di- damn Disney movie is going to be made live action. So that's just going to be, you know, we may as well just take that for what it is. Um, 
Tanya Beard mentioned New Jack City as a remake. I, you know, I, you know, I just don't know if, and, and I guess because maybe, um, you know, that's my era. I, you know, I, I, I you got to sell me on that one. Um, I saw Boomerang come out on with BET, uh, Lena Waithe, and I really had no interest in watching that, even though, you know, I support her and a lot of the projects she she does. But knowing that there ain't going to be no Halle Berry, uh, you know, there's not going to be a Strong J, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy, uh, you know, it's like, do I really care? You know, Candyman. No John Witherspoon. There ain't no John. There ain't no bang, 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 bang. You know, so yeah. you know what I'm saying. No so, coordinate. No coordinate. coordinate. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. But, but I wanted to mention it, especially interestingly enough, it's kind of timely now with with Terminator, even though it's like a sequel. Um, they put a lot of money into this. They bought back John Cameron, um, who who was of course the the originator, the creator of it. Um, what's her name? Um, the the actress um, uh, from Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, Linda Hamilton came back. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so you know, it didn't do well. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Uh, any other thoughts? And then I want to I want to ask y'all one more thing, and we're gonna do a break, and we're gonna come back with Kanye and 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 a couple other oh, things. Lord. Sorry, but um, oh, yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna come back. But um, have, has, has anyone seen the new Harriet Tubman movie? Okay, I'm about to see this tonight, okay? But I read about what they did in there with the revisionist history. Mm -hmm. And so I am going to hate watch. Okay. This is what I... (laughs) And and, and if you don't know what she's talking about, and and it's not, I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, Mike, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear about what they did. Well, let me tell you what happened. Okay. And t- uh, wow. Tanya B, Tanya B, you in the building as well? Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and she, Tanya B, I think we talked about this on a previous uh, T report. And correct me if I'm wrong. First thing, uh, you know the actress. Uh, she's a, she's British Cynthia Nigerian. Evo. Yep. Cynthia. She's an amazing vocalist. Yeah. She's, she's, she's an incredible she's talent. Got- the problem is, problem is she made some tweets that were perceived as uh, negative toward African-American actors and actresses, uh, some some comments in, in Twitter back in the day. And um, that's number one. The other thing is uh, there are folks who have an issue with casting uh, an American hero using a Brit. Uh, a British African American, well, a, a British American, a British African, uh, because she's British Nigerian. The third thing is um, the use of a black slave catcher um, hunter in the movie, which uh, is also there's a lot of controversy because a lot of folks who uh, look at the history of Harriet Tubman don't have any uh, any proof that there actually was a black slave catcher chaser in the, you know, in that, in that scenario. So, uh, Cassie lemons, if you, I don't know if y'all remember the movie, um, Eve's Bayou. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She directed this movie, African-American female. Um, and she's catching heat for that, you know, because ultimately it's her movie. She's the director. Um, uh, and, and she felt like, you know, first of all, y'all need to stop. This is my vision of, of the movie. 
But um, that's the controversy. But I will tell you that the movie's doing really well. First weekend, 20, uh, 12 million. Uh, nearly 50% of the tickets are going to be African-American. So it made 12 million first weekend, and it only cost 17 million to make. So it's going to make its money back. Any, any thoughts? Now, now Mike, now, Sam, I'll go with you first because you said you're going to see it tonight. Knowing that, yes. why are you going to hate watch? <laughs> I just feel like there's just no end to the disrespect. Okay. So I'm going to go knowing that. And in that sense, I'm going with like a grain or bag of salt. And that is the hate watching part where I'm like, this isn't going to be the real history. However, my feelings are twofold. One, I had a weird feeling when I was like, why did they cast three amazing singers? And this is not a musical. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's just weird. Casting wise, there's like something going on there in terms of the intent. And then two, it doesn't have to be canon, okay? Because I certainly do not accept Zoe Saldana's portrayal of Nina Simone as any kind of oh, yeah. biopic yeah. standard. Mm -hmm. So if I don't like this, there can be another Harry Tubman movie. True. So true. With How to Get Away with Murder, who it should have been, probably from the first. And um, why did I say How to Get Away with Murder? Um, the name with the O. You guys help me. Who is the star? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Academy Award. Viola Davis? Yeah, yeah. Viola. Viola. Viola Davis. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people felt like, Viola yeah, could have done like, it or, or Taraji, uh, Taraji P. Henson. A lot of folks felt uh, Taraji P. Henson could have done it as well. So Why? Really? Yeah. Uh, shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. She'd been American, so she would have had... My dad's actually one of these. My dad is protesting. Instead, he's... We're all going to the movies, but my dad's going to see The Irishman. Oh, okay. Instead of Harriet, because he's protesting the British casting of American heroes. And my dad's Ugandan, okay? So he's not he's not American. Understood. So he gets it. He gets it. What about you, Mike? Any, any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, when I, I seen the preview, I was just... I wasn't super interested. Um, it might be because Tiff, she... She can't stand all the slave movies. So <laughs> I hear I that too. See it by myself. Yeah. Speaking of remakes, she. <laughs> yeah, because Twelve Years a Slave was hard to watch. I mean, that was like mm. one of the one of the last more you know newer ones I, I saw, and, and I agree with. I kind of sided to a certain extent with Tiff. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They they kind of hard to watch at times, but. Uh, I don't know. I remember watching uh, on Netflix the Spike Lee joint he had on Netflix. The um, the series um, uh, she's got to have it. Yeah, yep. And they kind of talked about the whole uh, you know black Brits taking American parts and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. you know, I kind of just feel like whoever's the best at getting it just gets it. I guess you know, but. I know there's a lot of politics involved in that, but as far as Harriet, eh, yeah, yeah, I'll wait and catch it on Netflix. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I miss anybody. Tanya B. Any thoughts? Uh, absolutely. You know, and and I agree. I didn't see Twelve Years a Slave. I didn't see any of those other movies because I know I have to be in a certain mental seat to be able to digest that. Mm -hmm. You know, and not get mad, not say I want my money back. And not come out feeling some type of way, honestly. Yeah. 
And like I said, Cynthia Erivo, is she talented? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, were there other people like the Viola Davises of the world that could have played the beef stew out of that part? Absolutely. But then you've got, again, the politics of it. I think there's more to this whole thing. There'll be another shoe was going to drop because don't forget here. Cynthia Erivo is again. Yes, she she did her thing in the color purple. But don't forget, she is going to play Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I know. Weird. Yeah. Mm. Now I ask you. You've got Jennifer Hudson and a bunch of people. We've all heard of everybody from Forrest Whitaker to Mary J. Blige and then Damon Wayans in the big screen Aretha Franklin biopic, which comes out in August of 2020. And then you've got Cynthia Erivo and the rest of the cast might as well be peanutting them. That's going to come on National Geographic because I don't know these people. So am I interested in seeing Cynthia Erivo in anything right now? That would be no. And here is why I'm, I'm just I'm not going up for it right now. I don't. And again, like you said, things like the black slave catcher. And I know it's movies and it's entertainment. But then, OK, if you want to be factual about it, you want me to believe I've done the best I could do with my ten dollars. Then tell the doggone truth. Yeah. True enough. True enough. Yeah. More like fifteen dollars <laughs> these days. Yeah, yeah you're, right. you're right. Another reason why I may not even watch it on Netflix. <laughs> the principle and i i i absolutely get where your dad's coming from it you know it comes down to principle because if the powers that be knew that we as people of color or even people of color who are not of color who want to go see this thinking they're going to get educated and get the facts if we weren't going to go see it and we weren't going up for it they wouldn't make that 12 years a slave hell they wouldn't have made roots yeah i'm still yeah. mad from that and that was what 40 years ago yeah, oh, true enough. well i mean there, there's a there's an, an another movement and and i don't want to get into it because it, it's mike had mentioned political the ados movement i'm sure you guys have, have gotten wind of it uh, american wait no dis- walk that out for me uh, american ADOS. american descendants of slaves and Whoa. primarily it's focused on reparations being given to if, if reparations were given in the U.S., the the uh, the focus would be on folks who are American descendants of slaves. So it, it really and it, it also focuses uh, to a certain extent on issues like this in terms of immigration. So there is a movement that uh, that movement as well is very vocal um, about the Arivo casting and other types of casting. So, you know, there's like, uh, how, how can you say it? Like our house is divided as well. So it's, it, it's extremely interesting when you got not only from a national standpoint that going on, but you also got people of color divided from an ADOS standpoint. I don't want to get into it on this show. You talk about uber political. See, San Diego, you didn't even know, did you? (laughs) Well, I know about the reparations movement. I didn't know Mm -hmm. there was like an official name and stuff. And also, you know, me being the word witch, I'm like, let's call ourselves American descendants of the enslaved. Okay. Because (laughs) they do not need the name of the people. They didn't say we are slaves. Please lock us up. They were enslaved. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because in Selma, 
David Oyewolo did such an amazing job that mm-hmm. like I don't feel a way about that. Yeah. And but and it was interesting because we talked about this. I think you and me, Tommy B, about Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, he that gentleman is a Ugandan British person, yeah. um, and is not American. And Samuel Jackson had spoken up, out about that and not believing that character should have been believing that character should have been an American person who would have responded differently. He's like that would have been written differently though. Peel is an American black man and he wrote it. So, you know, and, you know what? And I, I, I agreed with um, with with Samuel Jackson only because I felt the the character could have been more forceful. He wasn't forceful enough to me. Mm-hmm. That was that was the issue I had. He was just a little bit too laid back. Uh, it right. wasn't necessarily the urgency. <laughs> he didn't have the urgency to me, you know, that that I, you know, when I when I saw the movie. But that's another story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Hey, we're going to take a quick break uh, on the other side. When we come back, uh, I want to get y'all's thoughts on on Mr. West. And um, so we'll, we'll take about West. Mr. West. We're going to uh, we're going to take uh, about 30 seconds. Get your breath. And uh, and we'll be back in just a minute. All right, y'all. We are coming back. Oh, we're back. The folks in the building, L.A. folks over there talking. By the way, L.A. folks, um, I, I didn't ask y'all, you know, with the fires and everything going on. Hip us to what's happening in your hood with with the with the fires, man. Um, any any either of y'all impacted by what's going on? Uh, not yeah. too much. Mostly just the air quality for me. Yeah. I'm about 40 minutes east of L.A., so. But they fires are burning out here too. Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm in it. It's also air quality. Like you can, if you have a white windowsill, when you close the window, like you see the ash, the ash particles. So it's real. But uh, we're mostly not in the line of fire. Do you do you think it's going to get any worse in your direction, or are, are you guys out of the woods? Mm, we'll see. Weather-wise, it's been weird. Really? <laughs> so, hard to tell. We don't know what season it is right now, so we'll get back to you on that. Cool. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Well, you know, well, you know you, you're in our prayers and thoughts, so, you know, keep us posted on what's going on, okay? All right, y'all, um, let's, uh, let's, let's go into it. Um, the Jesus is King uh, project, 27 minutes of it, 27 minutes of it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start with, let me, let me start with you, Mike. Um, what, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya B, Tanya B, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait on Tanya. Cause uh, I know Tanya's like uh, in the starting, in, in the starting blocks, like a, like a sprinter right now, a sprint person. Ooh. Uh, so uh, here we go. Uh, what's your what's your thing, Mike? What do you what do you think? Who? Um, uh, uh, I don't want to lose my black card right now, but <laughs> he he got me. He got me, y'all. I'm sorry. He got me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he pulled the uh, the Apollo Theater. You know, it's going all bad, and then starts singing about Jesus, kind of uh, kind of con and. It got me because I was like, eh, I ain't going to listen to this mess. And then I uh, I hit play, saw it. It hit me with the, the gospel right in the front of it. Just, I said, dang, all right, yay. Uh, let me see what else you got. And it just 
I don't know. It was kind of all right. You know what I'm saying? In its, it's entirety, right. in, in, in its entirety, you were cool with it. I yeah. was cool with it. I didn't like that Chick-fil-A song. I thought that was kind of like, yeah, but everything else was all right. But it's difficult to enjoy it just because I know what he's running around saying all day. And it's just hard for me to really just play it. Like, I can't play it in the crib. Tiff ain't having it. She's like, turn it off. Man. So, but you hate to like it. <laughs> That's, it's my guilty pleasure right now. I'm not going to fry. I got to keep it 100. That's cool. And, and I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, there may be some balance on the show uh, because. He's still uh, black, y'all. <laughs> he's still black. <laughs> uh, prove it. You prove it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sanya Estelle. Well, um, I just streamed it on YouTube, so he got no money from me because I did not know how I would feel about it. But I had told Tommy B that I overheard my sister listening to it. And Chick-fil-A song is one of the first ones that I noticed. So that already set me up. But what I will say is Kanye, Kanye's problem has never been talent. OK, mm -hmm. that album is well produced with lots of talented motherfuckers on it who sound wonderful. And that's because he has good taste in sound. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the rest of his tastes, however, particularly his taste for Chick-fil-A, I had told Tommy B, I was like, you need to watch The Family on Netflix because I know Kanye West is a member of The Family. And I did. And if you, and if you have not watched The Family on Netflix, it's a five episode documentary on what I will essentially quote, like say are bros for Jesus. They're like bros mm -hmm. for Jesus. And... Chick-fil-A's founders pay for different sort of anti-LGBTQIA legislation in other countries. And I'm Ugandan. My dad's Ugandan. Chick-fil-A pays and backs and supports the gay death bill in Uganda. Mm -hmm. And they are also a part of the family. So when you watch the family, you'll notice all these sort of these quote unquote Christians whose belief is essentially that if Jesus was still around today, he would corral the wolves instead of worrying about the sheep. So mm -hmm. their whole philosophy is like, we tend to the wolves. And so they are sort of like the support of the worst people in the world. And, and so when he sang that Chick-fil-A song, I was like, this is some family propaganda. Yeah. He was just in Uganda with his oversized shoes doing missionary work. Okay, so Kanye's problem has never been talent. It's been his ethics. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I don't agree with them. So I will listen to it if someone is playing it in the restaurant or the club, but I cannot co-sign it for any amount of pay. So if you're stuck in an elevator <laughs> and it's on... <laughs> I'm not going to uh, press I, I, the emergency I'm button. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I might educate the person in the elevator. I hope you all know he's in the family. And if you haven't watched that on Netflix, you should. That so, family man, is deep. That, I mean, uh, I, I'd seen it. And when you asked me, you told me to watch it, to check it out. Uh, yeah, I was, I, I, you know all the names, you know the scenarios. But when you put it all together, it makes sense. Yeah. Tanya B. Kanye. Hmm. The thing I think that makes this menagerie what it is, because you could take any Christian rapper, black, white, blue, green, or grizzly gray, and drop them in there and place a Kanye, 
and it would probably sound better. What got me was not his gibberish. The choir is hot. And that's the thing I think that, that kind of ropes yeah. you in because it reminds you of the Black Baptist Church, which we know he's not a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's what it did for me. I, and I agree with my sister. His 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 issue has never been talent because again, he was a producer before he was a rapper. Uh and, and I think the production and just the, the choir was it. I like, can I just take this whole album, strip his gibberish out, and mm-hmm. then I can rock with it. Yeah. Um, am I impressed? No. Would I buy it? No. When I listen to it on YouTube, did I pay him any money? I know it's Sunday, but that would be a hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think also it's, you know, so many people are so easily led. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of, of what he's what he's going after, really. And, you know, again, with this whole Chick-fil-A situation, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. And this, you know, Chick-fil-A is very, I don't say LGBTQIA, they're very A to Z. Yeah. And if you ever go, I don't even go to Chick-fil-A. I don't eat it. It's not healthy, actually. But if you've ever been to Chick-fil-A and you go to the drive through or you go inside to the restaurant, which I have done before I started my boycott, the people in there remind me of separate employees. Yeah. And they only <laughs> recruit a certain type of people. Yeah. Yeah. I have never in my life, I've only been in three Chick-fil-A's. Yeah. With the exception of the one that was in Atlanta in the medical center, which is no longer there, I have never seen anybody behind a counter at a drive-through at Chick-fil-A who looked like me. Number hmm. one. Okay. Mm. Number two, this whole thing. I know this may. I know I'm. I just got to let this go, y'all. The other thing is, you know, Kanye's talking about how he got sixty-eight million dollars back in a tax-free fund. Mm-hmm. Mm. You may have to be in the family to get that. What are you going to do with that $68 million? Yeah. Is yeah. my one question. Because one thing I tell you, he's not doing, you know, he's got these $200 t-shirts and whatever, whatever, but something just uh, was, uh, came out uh, last night in the daily mail from across the pond about him and his VIP brunchella. He has, if you go to Sunday service and people are comparing it, they're calling it the fire festival. <laughs> Wow. Again, because you pay $55 and you get two slices of bacon and a cheese so sandwich. Get, wait a minute. <laughs> I wouldn't give that to my dog. I don't even have a dog. Uh, two slices of bacon, a sausage patty and two pancakes look like they came out of the Pillsbury box that you get in the frozen food section. Wow. And he is charging $55 for that. Damn. Now I ask you. Damn. Exactly. Hmm. So, you know, That's mental illness is real. This is how he's working through. He, he, maybe he's doing some music therapy, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm not going up for it. Like it, I wasn't impressed. And maybe yeah. I may be jaded. Anybody, you know, who's been in the business. And if you come from the radio side, you may be jaded. But I'm like, I would really like to see Kanye 2006. You know, I, I'll take Touch the Sky. I'll take mm-hmm. Gold Digger. Mm-hmm. I'll take the good life, but mm-hmm. I think that you know, and if this is what he has to do to find his, you know, his 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 his, his soft place to fall. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just don't do it. Don't don't bring it to my door. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm I, concerned. He's a, he could be like Jehovah's Witness. I'm staying away from him. Yeah, and, and you know what? My my concern, and and I'm with you, Mike, from a production standpoint. If you do production and you understand, you know, and 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 you you alluded to this as well, Tanya B. Um, it, it, it's a well-produced album. I mean, it's not, even though it's only 27 minutes, which, you know, that's a damn EP in my opinion. Um, you know, but, um, 
from a production standpoint, it's not bad. But I'll leave it at that because anybody who can go out and say slavery was a choice to me. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan, trust me. Um, and I don't do this on the podcast. I mean, there are a couple of people I, I just don't talk about on the show because, you know, they spread propaganda. But outside of that, I mean, I'm not in, into the big cancel culture, but he lost me with uh, slavery as a choice. And the reason I say that is a lot of what he says, not necessarily on the project, but in interviews, like the big boy interview. You out in L.A. You guys are out in L.A. Uh, Mike, you're in L.A. I saw a little bit of that. I, uh, I couldn't really watch I couldn't. You, you can't watch I it. I couldn't watch it either. I didn't even you, I was like, yeah, I can't watch this. Because we're going down the same path of TMZ back, in, you know, when that, that, whole, that, that started this whole thing. We're going down the same path of Candace Owen. You know, we're going down the same path of Richard Spencer. And, and let me let me school you guys just to mention this to you. You mentioned the money, Sanyu. Here's the deal. What's coming up next year? What's the big thing in 2020? Election. Election. Oh, we have a little election. You know, just something for y'all who are international. Just some, some little election called the presidential election coming up. And... If y'all remember back in the day, and this is something that the Republicans pretty much do just about every major election cycle. Y'all familiar with the faith-based initiative, um, the money that used to go, used to go back in the day, let's say back in 2004, George Bush uh, gave black pastors a ton of money back in 2004. Y'all see where you're going. Y'all remember that. And George Bush, because he needed to get reelected, he knew that, uh, if y'all remember, some of y'all have forgotten the fact that, damn, George Bush really lost 2001 (laughs) against Al Gore. Uh, 2004, they were really concerned that uh, Bush might not make it. The only thing he really had going for him was 9-11. He was super popular because of 9-11. But they wanted to guarantee that the black vote would be there. So what they did was they dumped a ton of money on the black churches, the, the in, in the in you know in the in the churches, faith based money. And and candidly, it reminds me the timing of Jesus is King reminds me in the money thing reminds me of an initiative that could possibly be a Trojan horse to go after black voters. Just 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 my thoughts, okay. Because the timing is suspect. Do y'all know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. but the damn timing, we write up against 2020. Um, it's going to get a lot of coverage. Uh, he's doing the interview circuit. And all of a sudden, how much money? Was it $68 million that got found? <laughs> $68 million. He must have used the same accountant to do his taxes as the occupant of the White House used. Yeah. So my, my point is, I do. And even when you look at in social media, who's praising the, the project in social media? Junior? Not me. No. Uh, <laughs> Trump Jr. Yeah. Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. is tweeting out praise. The alt-right mm-hmm. tweeting out praise. Uh, the, the, the Christian conservative movement tweeting out praise. When was the last time you saw the Christian conservatives tweet out praise for a rapper? Was huh? maybe maybe uh, not even damn will smith with parents just can't under maybe maybe parents just don't understand back in the day but uh maybe mickey mouse raps 
But I, I've yet to see any kind of Christian conservative um, promote anything done by a hip hop artist. And you see that. You no, know, it's great. Go ahead. Yeah, I see. And it is crazy because I just I went on Twitter the other day. Just, you know, search the hashtag Jesus is King. And you'll see a whole lot of these conservative people that you're talking about just just going in, just, oh, this is it. And Kanye has been touched by God. And I'm like, dang, all right. Mm, okay. So I don't I, know. So I don't have a problem with, with someone <laughs> because you know what? Growing up, and, and you guys know, hell, I go back to Al Green doing a gospel album. So, you know, everybody's done a gospel album. Hell, Aretha Franklin. So anybody on the secular side can come out and do a gospel album. So be it. No problem. No worries. My, my challenge is, is it a Trojan horse? That's my only question based on the timing. That's the only thing. He doesn't have enough influence in the culture. Again, I see. Yeah. And, and you mentioned what was the, the same you, you said you, made, you gave an example of the captain. <laughs> what, was, what was that example? Oh, I said he was like a boat attached to the dock with a white flag and a black captain in white seas. I mean, I don't know, but I just wanted to read you guys the lyrics from on God real quick because of what you were each talking about. It says the IRS want they 50 plus or tithe. Man, that's over half the pie. I felt dry. That's on God. That's why I charge the prices that I charge. I can't be out here dancing with the stars. No, I can't let my family starve. I go hard. That's on God. Yeah. Yeah. So the IRS wants 50, presumably million from him. Yeah. 50 million. Wow. And he made 68. Yeah. So yeah. He got, I guess he paid that off. All right. So, so got you. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. But but Mike, I see your point. You keep your black card, brother, because I, I know what you are, man. I know. I know you the real deal. So you, you, you <laughs> keep your black card, man. No. Mike got sucked. Yeah. Mike got sucked in. Mike got sucked in by a quad. It was a quad. As long as I don't see you, as long as I don't see you posting Candace Owen, Mike, you, you my man, you the brother, man. You still, oh, no. you and Tiff cool with me. never do that. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't even posting Kanye. I just knew, I said, I'm going to be on a G podcast. I got to keep it real. I'm talking about it. Especially with Sanyu Estelle on there. Damn, don't do that. Your, your little guilty pleasure. Hey, we all have guilty pleasures, okay? That's right. Hey, Y'all, I, I wanted to, before we and, and I know we, we might go long and I, I just appreciate you guys being on the show uh, this week um, while we while we while we um, on this tip. Um, uh, Tanya B shot me uh, 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 an article uh, in and in in something about Kirk Franklin. And I want to play this first. Yo, give me a few minutes. I want to play it. And then we'll come back on the other side. OK. All right, it's a okay. it's a few minutes. Can I just say one thing before you do that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You see, Kanye wasn't invited to the Dove Awards, and those people are in the family too. Okay, hit it. Okay, here we oh. go. I am heartbroken that I even have to share this with you. In 2016, I was blessed to win an award for best gospel artist at the Dove Awards. Many of you may not know the Dove Awards in comparison are the Christian Grammys, like the Stella Awards or the Gospel Grammys. For so long, the terms Christian and Gospel for many are code words for white and black, which history may teach us was a setup for this unfortunate place we find ourselves in today. During that award speech, I felt the responsibility as a Christian and a man of color 
to address the civil unrest at that time that was plaguing our country with the killings of Philando Castile and Walter Scott, just to name a few, by white police officers. And at the same time, the horrific killings of five Dallas police officers by an African-American. I called upon the audience to join me in remembering that as Christians, when we say nothing, we're saying something. After a standing ovation, we prayed and stood in unity for all the families affected by those tragedies. We all felt that moment that it was a shift in the climate of our separate worlds. Unfortunately, when that speech aired on the Christian Network TBN, that part of my speech was edited out. I made my disappointment and frustration known to the Double Wards Committee and to the Trinity Broadcasting Network. I never heard from TBN. And the Devil War Committee promised to rectify the mistakes so that it wouldn't happen again. In 2019, history repeated itself. I was humbled to win the same award, and during my speech, I brought attention to the murder of a Tatiana Jefferson in her home by a white police officer. I asked everyone in the audience and those viewing to join me in prayer for not only a Tatiana's family, including her eight-year-old nephew who witnessed the killing but also for the family of the police officer. Last week, during the airing of the awards on the same network again, that part of my speech was edited out. So now, after a meeting with the Double Wards Committee and representatives of TBN, I've made the decision after prayer, consultation with my team and my pastor, Dr. Tony Evans, to not attend any events affiliated with or for the Double Wards, Gospel Music Association, or TBN until tangible plans are put in place to protect and champion diversity, especially where people of color have contributed their gifts, talents, and finances to help build the viability of these institutions. I am aware that the word boycott often has a negative connotation and finality to it. But my goal will forever be reconciliation as well as accountability. It is important for those in charge to be informed. Not only did they edit my speech, they edited the African-American experience. I'm not asking those in the gospel community to follow my decision. No, this is my personal choice to take a stand and hold responsible those in positions of power to acknowledge the issues in our separate communities that have existed from colonialism to Jim Crow. To many of the issues facing us today, I pray there will be a significant change from this hurtful experience. I look with anticipation for that day of healing and I'm committed to contributing to that process. In the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Tanya B, I'm going to go to you. Um, you sent me that. And and I was I was aware that there were some issues, but I didn't know that it was that deep. Well, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Uh, I will say five on it to Kirk for finally speaking up because I don't that's a, a show I don't watch. I don't support the TBN and the, all those other Dove people. Um, I, I think definitely uh, a statement needed to be made. And, you know, I, I work from the three strikes mantra with a lot of different things and they are two for two now. And I think they thought they could get away with it again this year because they got away with it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, although they may, none of them may miss a meal. If Kirk doesn't ever come back there again, of course he'll, they'll give his chair to Kanye. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, <laughs> <Damn>. go ahead. <laughs> I think it go. 
<laughs> kind of knocked me off my seat there a little bit, but go ahead. All right. Cool. Yo, write it. No, write it down. Write it down. I'm Are writing it down. I'm, 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 I'm saving this clip. Go ahead. Right. Uh, uh, Jesus for Jesus is going to be up in there. I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless he comes back to a different type of medication, they may not want him to bring his thoughtomatic wife, but I'm telling you, because they're going to want him there too, because again, we're going into 2020, we're going into an election year. Um, like you said, boycott has negative connotations and you, you boycott and then you stop. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I love my people. Don't get me wrong, but we just like, we go to Ferguson and here, there, 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 there. And, you know, just like you want an encore from an artist, mm-hmm. we clap for five minutes and go home. Cause we tarred. Yeah. But other people, they'll keep stomping and they'll shake, you know, they'll shake the table until this person comes back on the stage. And I think, you know, it's an interesting dynamic as well, because and I know I'm I'm a little to the left. Just rock with me on this. No, that's because cool. now you see Joel Osteen has invited Kanye to his church. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I think with Fred, Han- you know, there's, you know, they they did, did a, a Billboard article. They talked to Erica Campbell and her husband, who was involved in the production of this album. Uh, they talked to uh, like Kirk and a, a bunch of people and Fred Hammond. Mm-hmm. Now, Fred Hammond, you know, he ain't Fred Hammond from Jesus be a fence around me. Let's yeah. keep it real. Yeah. If he's trying to do this, trying to resurrect his career, I would not advise him to do that because I think he he's he's going to lose a few more hairs off of his head. But uh, the thing about it is this is what we know. This stuff happens every day, you know, 10 times every hour. But again, all I can say is I give him five on it for speaking up. Uh, I don't know what else he is going to do. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of other people, whether it's the Stella Awards people or other artists or whatever, mm-hmm. come out and say anything. I might have missed that memo. Yeah. But, you know, they got away with it because they've been getting away with it. And if you look at that part of, I say, the family, mm-hmm. they'll kick out Kirk, but they're going to bring in a Cheeto. A whole a family sized bag of Cheetos will probably be involved in that whole situation again. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I got you. I got you. Hey, but let me let me say I'm gonna say this. Um uh, I spent time in, in Dallas in that area, Fort Worth. First of all, Kirk is from Fort Worth. He's from that area. Uh Tony Evans is definitely not the kind of person who would be uh following for the sake of money and you know you know what I mean he's he, he wouldn't fall into that uh how do you call it shear the sheep type mentality uh he's real he's real about what he does Kirk is too you know I think um I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm a fan of Kirk uh I, I I've always uh respected Kirk for his transparency uh, when he was having the issue with pornography, he, was, he talked about it, you know, and, and he was, you know, he was he's always been real. And and I respect him for, um, you know, because he didn't have to at the Dove Awards in, in, you know, in that situation, talk about these issues that we should be talking about, especially with the Tatiana uh, Jefferson shooting. You know, that was a big deal. I mean, and, and for them to, to for them to edit that out. And then for them to do it even 
you know, this is a, a repeat of an edit out or an editing. You know, it, 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 I don't blame him. I support him. Uh, I think what's the guys? There's one other gospel artist, Tanya B, who has come out. Um, Lacra, Le- Le- uh, what's his name? Um, Lecrae. Lecrae. Lecrae has come out Lecrae. with a video. So Lecrae has recently stepped up and and made a statement as well. He's going to do the same thing. He's following in Kirk's steps. So this is going to rock the gospel industry. Now, the other thing, because, you know, I kind of love it for the music itself. Um, The whole Christian gospel thing is problematic in 2020, in 2019. But it does show just how splintered and how racist the industry is um, and how, how segregated the industry is that you still got gospel and Christian. Can you believe that? Christian. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in the gospel department, you black. And if you're in the Christian department, you white under the Dove Award. So, it, you know, but isn't it that's problematic. To be about that's problematic. Of God and Jesus from man. Yeah, that's, my, that's my point. Mankind, that's my point. You see, that's is, my point. it is yeah. to a point. Yeah. It is to a point. Yeah. All right. Uh, anybody else got comments? Mike, I, I heard you chime in for a minute. Any thoughts? Yeah, um, it's definitely real. The divide is definitely real. And, you know, people talk about God this and God that. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty, they talking about black and white. You know, um, I remember going by my mom's house when uh, I think Obama was running for his second term. And he was running against what? Mitt Romney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember she had TBN on, and uh, well, no, no, he was was he running against uh, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was it was either Romney or McCain. I forget, I mean, I'm mixed up. But go ahead, no worries. Go go for it. Yeah, what well, the one where he uh, whooped on Romney? Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, uh, whooped on Romney. Good deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember going to her house and she had TBN on, and then the the pastor was talking about why you shouldn't vote for Obama and why you should vote for Romney. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't here to, you know, disrespect anybody's religion in any way, shape or form. But if you're a Christian, you're going to tell me not to vote for the Christian dude, but to go vote for the Mormon dude. That make no sense to me, but I seen through it. Mm -hmm. They don't want I I don't want to. I got to. They don't want you to vote for the nigga. Don't vote for the nigga. Go go (laughs) vote for the other dude. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's, you know, no disrespect. I'm sorry, Tommy, but no, no, you're good, man. It ain't the G. It ain't the G rated podcast. <laughs> it's just the G. You you good. you good. It's a podcast. <laughs> but but that's what it is, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. They're going to see. But it is what it is. Send your style. Yes. Well, I was going to. Well, first and foremost, let us all know or agree or let me just say on the behalf of people who agree this with this, that. Most Christians today would kill Yeshua again. Okay. <laughs> because Yeshua didn't hurt nobody. Yeah. What Jesus did was like, I'm going to turn this water into wine. I'm going to make this fish and loaves meant for the many. I'm going to kick these charlatan capitalists out my daddy's house. But he did not strike nobody with no rocks or do none of this garbage. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, though, what I would say is, and this, it's funny, this has been coming up to me and sometimes I have, because I professionally am claircognizant, which means I'm clear knowing and I, I perceive things that I shouldn't necessarily know from my 
life experience or from my knowledge of the person who I'm giving a reading. But one of the messages that I've been getting recently is when my parents' generation passes away and they're older than y'all. So you guys will see this. Okay. We're going to burn this motherfucker down. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Mm. We haven't, we do not have this nostalgia. I'm, I'm 32, but like people younger than me do not have this nostalgia for these things unless you're indoctrinated early on and even those people have access to the internet and they're doing questionable things in their alleged faith okay so i would just say that everybody you know enjoy these last vestiges of institutional order the way that it looks right now because by the time that i'm an old person this is i pray this will not even be a conversation okay all right We we will not be having any of this ridiculousness because it's just like i understand when you grow up oh sorry let me say this last thing because it's the spiritual thing to tie it together Mm -hmm. (laughs) i say to a lot of people in readings especially when i'm talking to different generations it's like there are generations that grew up with two newspaper publications and four channels in black and white and when you wanted to know what the world was like you would walk or bus your ass to the library see if the book was in the library, read the whole book, and then you could be informed about whatever you want to be informed about. But yeah. now children at the age of three can Google your lie in five seconds. Yeah. And so what reality is and what's possible for kids today is beyond the imagining of somebody who literally watched black and white TV, thinking that that was like the the future of technology, right? Because yeah. it passed so quickly. So the the kinds of things that older generations come up in it's a lot more in my opinion working within the system and the further along you get in technology and accessibility the less that system seems like the quote unquote system and it just seems like a system gotcha okay so i think it'll be easier for us when we don't have emotional ties to like you know not revo- not televise the revolution but it's coming i hear you <laughs> i feel I you say. i feel you and you know i I agree in a different way, but I do agree. I do agree. I do agree. Any other thoughts on that? We'll move on. But I, I think we need to watch. Uh, you know, candidly, it's bigger than gospel and Christian, the music itself. Um, I mean, it's it's really, you know, one, one of the things that, uh, you know, I always have a conversation with people who do podcasts, uh, especially when, when you do a political podcast, is... How much of a pass of is the evangelical community going to continue to give the behavior of the resident, which is 45? Um, <laughs> you know, how much um, how much of a pass are they going to continue to give him? And my point about the whole Kirk thing is a lot of the true black pastors are tired of it. They, they really don't come, whereas you've got a group, maybe a small group of, of, of black pastors, and you know who they are. You can probably count them on, on two, two hands, maybe a foot. Um, but those are the ones who will always come out and support. But uh, I mean, the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame or nor do I throw all the black church under the bus and say that they are on board with this evangelical thing because the evangelical thing candidly is majority white mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, and it's white supremacist, um, you know, and it's Southern Baptist. It's all the folks who, 
you know, who who basically try to hide uh, a lot of the misdeeds, you know, you know, in within, you know, within scriptures. So, you know, this is going to be interesting to watch because I don't know if, if there's ever been that kind of revolution. But candidly, Kirk Franklin's the kind of he's the kind of artist who could he ain't scared to do a revolution, y'all. He already had a song about it. You know, I, I will say this because, you know, Kirk is from the hood. Kirk is straight up, you know, Fort Worth hood. Uh, I, I met Kirk Franklin. Let me tell you all the story, man. We were had a had a day. It was like a meet. You know, how you do the meet and greet y'all when you know you meet the artist and and everybody said, where's Kirk Franklin? And Kirk Franklin was the dude in, you know, dressed like the thug in the corner. Nobody even knew he was in the room, you know, and that's just him. That's just who he is. He's he's older now. He's progressed. But but he can't go back to his boys and, and his people knowing that he sold out like that. So kudos to him. Kudos to Lecrae. And I'm going to see who else comes out. I think it's worth watching. I think we need to pay attention whether you believe or not. You know, I Let think, me just say this. One yeah. thing is Kirk is self-sustaining. He yeah. doesn't need those people. He's got his own. He's been around, you know, the world and I, 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 and he's got his own label. He's got his own artist. So he is, you know, he really is an entrepreneur. He came from basically nothing. Yeah. Number one. Number two, the voice I want to hear in the midst of all of this madness, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like the E.F. Hutton of gospel is Shirley Caesar. I mm. want to see what Mama Shirley has to say, because mm. this is, you know, this isn't about that, you know, turning the cheek, love your brother no matter what. You know, that's just some something I don't I don't subscribe to in a situation like this. So I want to hear what Mama Shirley has. To you want, say. You want my opinion? I'm say anything. You want my opinion? <laughs> You just gonna get okay. some yams, hams, spaghetti, tomatoes, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's all you're gonna get, Tanya. Don't 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 hold your breath. I mean, I, honestly, no. the church has so much that they have not addressed. Oh shit! This is probably the last. <laughs> exactly. So you know, the they. You know, and that just goes back to, uh, again, the Kim Burrell thing. She got up and did her LG, anti-LGBTQ family Chick-fil-A rant. Yeah. But if you really think about it, she'd be butt naked <laughs> like Bernie Mac, bucket naked. If you took away all the people from that community who have written songs for her, produced songs for her, managed her tours, represented her, done her hair, her wigs, her lashes, her makeup, her clothes, her shoes. Mm -hmm. And in some instances, I've even heard that put her up in that church if she still has it. So that, mm, no. Mm -mm. This is going to be deep. I mean, y'all, this is something worth watching. All right, y'all. Anything else on that? We're going to move? Anything? All right. Cool. Hey, uh, let's be moving. Yeah, keep it moving. Uh, a couple of things I do want to mention, and we're going to close it. And I do want to go around and and to each one of you guys and see what else you got. A um, couple of things I want to mention before we close the show. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, Tim Barnes, uh, big supporter of the show. Um, his cousin is the Anaya Blanchard missing um, in Auburn. And his his family, his friends are are truly concerned. I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, missing African-American female, Auburn uh, student. Uh, she's been missing from Auburn, Alabama, almost for a few weeks now. Uh, it's going to be two weeks coming up on Wednesday. If you if you do have an opportunity to post 
uh, her photo and the information, the video, because they did get a video of her in um, uh, in one of these uh, convenience stores. They don't know where she is. They don't know her her well-being. Uh, they did find her vehicle. But, uh, you know, eventually the media is going to stop uh, caring. So so candidly, if you're a podcaster, uh, if you, you know, uh, social media influencer, whatever, continue to post the story, continue to get updates. Uh, my par- my prayers to Tim and his family. Um, it, it's it's you know they're going you know you, you can only imagine what that feels like uh, and and hopefully this will turn out to be good news. But you know the the longer this goes on, you know the more problematic it's going to be. So uh, let's hope that um, there's a good end to this story. Again, uh, I'll repost it on on our podcast page and and, and it, it is on our Instagram. Uh, on all of our uh, Castropolis Instagram. So please make sure uh, if you guys have an opportunity to post their photo and the information, please do so. Also, um, Reading News Review airs every Sunday at noon on Castropolis.net. Rob Redding is an amazing independent voice. Uh, he did a show this week. Uh, I don't know. You guys familiar with Byron Allen? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Byron, my wrap up. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Byron oh. is doing. Byron on November thirteenth is going before the Supreme Court, and a lot of this is going to really have impact on our civil rights going back to eighteen sixty five and eighteen sixty six. Uh, I'm going to air uh, his show. If you if you're listening live right after this, I'm going to re air that show because I think it's just that important that you hear. He was on the Breakfast Club. Um, this week, and and he really has been an outspoken advocate uh, for our rights, considering a lot of the things that he's going through with Comcast and some of the big cable providers. I don't know if you guys know, but Byron Allen owns um, Black Man Who Owns the Weather Channel. He recently bought the Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. And so, the Griot. And the Griot, absolutely. So you can go to the Griot, and you can also um, you know, find out more about that in, in robredding.com. I'm going to play that right after this. Our good f- friend, uh, Harold Michael Harvey, has a blog at haroldmichaelharvey.com. Uh, Harold was on talking about the Amber Geiger situation. He just did a big historic uh, uh, meeting of his friends from the 60s where they integrated uh, this junior high school in, in Macon, Georgia. Really a great story. Uh, haroldmichaelharvey.com. I'll make sure I have that on uh, our podcast page, and we'll be posting that on our Instagram and Twitter, Twitter, and also uh, he's got a. I'm gonna let y'all know he's got a T-shirt, the Freaknik Lawyer T-shirt. Now this dude like seventy, <laughs> my boy. But you know, that just shows you, man. You know, you're never too old. He's got the Freaknik Lawyer T-shirt, um, long sleeve tee. Check it out for the holidays, and I'll make sure I post that as well. All right, what you got, Big Mike? Um, I know y'all talked about it a little bit on the. Excuse me, last episode, but me and Tiff, we got to watch Dolomite last night. Yeah, and, I watched it too last night or the uh, night before. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, it was good. We loved it. And one thing that I learned from it and that really had me motivated was that we don't need nobody else except for us. You know, um, you look at Tyler Perry and you see, you know, I know people have, you know, these things to say about him and that thing, but he serves his community and you see where he's at. You know, we don't need nobody else, but us, uh, all the doors that are closed. We can, we can go through the window and it's got me hyped up. I mean, CPN, you know, this is where we're at right now. We can keep going. We can't be stopped. And I just encourage everybody to push forward 
and what they're doing with their businesses, whatever that business may be. You know what I'm saying? Just just keep at it because we don't need nobody but us. Good stuff. Let's go. Good stuff, man. And uh, Tanya B. Uh, ditto. And uh, if you uh, want to go up on YouTube, the original Dolomite movie is actually up there in its entirety. And I, and I think I talked about last week how Woody Ray Moore was really tenacious and he was an entrepreneur and he didn't take no for an answer. And I didn't know, like some of those first records he put out were put out in the mid 50s. Wow. Yeah. For one thing. And I, you know, I think between him and I listened to that Byron Allen interview and it really did encourage me. I'm like, if Byron Allen can be where he is now and he's been bankrupt, what am I afraid of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, and a lot of, you know, he was, and let's keep it real. He was that corny guy that was on real people, real people. But he was very quietly doing all of the, all these things. And I said, nothing else, somebody, and he's extremely articulate. I yes. love that about uh, him. He's just intelligent. I mean, bottom line is he knows he really his is. business. And he came from very humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anybody, even if, if those of us who were here, but tell other people about it. And I think it would, really benefit young people to listen some of these gen x and z's and these millennials and i think that's why he did the breakfast club because he really enlightened them to a lot of things you know they didn't think he was you know really just he's been a very quiet giant and i think that's part of it that people are afraid of him and one thing that was mentioned today actually when i was in church is that you know there's this hashtag that's starting to get pick up some speed called cancel comcast canceled charter because they're the ones you know he's suing them and they wouldn't give him five minutes of their time and one of my church members said well you know to support him he said i just canceled comcast i went out and bought a fire stick and a roku and i said you know that's not a bad idea and you know what, just to mention, not only is Comcast, these guys are coming together and using the the Trump DOJ yep. to support them in the Supreme Court against rights, which would impact uh, the Civil Rights Act, I mean, 1865 and 1866. And it's going to it could have significant impact on on our rights, which could I mean, all the way up until now. So, again, I'll, I'll play the Byron Allen right after this. Um, not the it's part of the Rob Redding report. It'll come on right after we finish up. But for, for those of you who, who are checking out the podcast, you can go to robredding.com and subscribe to Rob. Great kudos to Rob for re-airing that and seeing the importance of it. Uh, he's always on top of stuff like that. Senor Estelle, wrap us. Wrap us. Well, I would just say, I mean, obviously. Oh, uh, oh good. <laughs> no, you go save you because Tanya B ain't gonna stop. Tanya B is Tanya B is like the Diddy of podcast. We talk about reboot and remake. Diddy making of the band. Just say no. And one of the best books, hands down, bar none, that I got this year. Prince's book, the beautiful one, about worth it. Um, I forgot about that. I'm glad you came in. Can't stop, won't stop. Well, one. What was the first thing that you said? Because that remind me of something. Uh, one, what was that one, Tanya B? Uh, Byron Allen, cancel Comcast, cancel Charter. Yeah. No, no. Just and, before you said the the book. Oh, oh, Diddy. Um, oh, right. Making making the band just say no. Yo, I came up in that generation. I also agree. Just say no, but because Diddy is one of those producers who can't let anyone be greater than him. Because he, he can't make the band. He can't let he can't let Chi Cardi B. He never has. And yeah. what's on he Netflix will never now? Make a band, especially if they're good. Yeah. He will not let them win. Yeah. What's the no, new show on Netflix uh, uh, with Cardi B, Chi, 
and Enchant. oh on Netflix yeah on uh, Netflix the, yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah so so maybe he's coming out because of that okay San you still yes yes well I was gonna say obviously we have you know two more months allegedly before the 2020 because these months will go by rapidly mm-hmm. um, but there is a reason that 2020 has always been associated with clear vision and perfect hindsight and as much as November 2020 is a looming date. I think it's really important. I've been encouraging all my clients to live their existence as if anything is possible, because when November 2020 comes, the we will know what it is. But until then, it's just speculation. And a lot will come to light next year. A lot of people who lack integrity are going to have their asses shown even more than even before, where it's just like undeniable when it's just like the pile of of shit is just so big that no one can, you know, everyone is basically gonna have to say the emperor has no clothes. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's no small fact that Harriet Tubman was supposed to be on the 20 next year in 2020. Wow. And even though that's been delayed and her, this movie might not do her justice, her spirit is alive with us. So if you next year feel trouble, you call on the spirit of Harriet Tubman to make things clear and make sure that your hindsight is clear vision that's my suggestion good stuff good stuff hey y'all don't forget um, that's what I'm I'm gonna call her right (laughs) now now. exactly early call Miss Tubman (laughs) (laughs) if y'all don't listen to Damn We Grown you get a song every episode (laughs) that's all I got to say Uh, y'all check out (laughs) Castropolis Podcast Network is on MyTuner Radio Uh, you can now download uh, the MyTuner Radio app anywhere even on amazon uh on on uh let's see on uh, fire tv on roku um android uh, car carplay and you can listen to the castropolis podcast network work just do a search but again my tuna radio we're on that uh get the app also don't forget that we are on instagram uh follow us on instagram at this is the g podcast follow us on twitter at uh, the G Podcast One. You can email us at this is the G Podcast at Gmail and uh, keep the lights on, y'all. Help us out. Go to uh, patreon.com, but you can also just go to castropolis.net. All of, the, all of the information is is there, is for you. I appreciate you. Big Mike, how can we get in touch with Damn We Grown? How we get in touch with you, man? Y'all can catch us on the socials at Damn We Grown. That is D-A-M We Grown or damnwegrown.com. You can email us at damnwegrown at gmail.com. Just hit us up. Yep, and, and say what's up to 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 your again your better half Tiff, and and say what's up to Maddie for me too, man. We'll give Maddie. Give, uh, definitely. Shout out to Maddie. All right, and you got <laughs> just you is you Tiff and Maddie, correct? Yep, yep, it's just yep. us three. Absolutely. Shout out to, to, to Tiff and Maddie. All right, Sanyu Estelle, how can people get in touch with you? You can find me at sanyuestelle.com. That's S-A-N as in Nancy, Y-U-E-S-T-E-L-L-E.com. It's the same on Instagram. It's the same anywhere. So find me at that. Excellent, excellent. And, and the great, the one and only, Tanya B. Tanya B., how can people get in touch with you? Oh, thank you. Um, every uh, hit me up on um, the gram. T 
T-Bird Atlanta. T is in Tanya, B is in boy, Y-R-D Atlanta, all one word. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I post content to hopefully educate, empower, and just enlighten independent artists about how to handle their business. Good stuff, good stuff. I wanted to say thank you all again uh, for being on the show. And uh, hey, y'all, with that being said, episode number eight is in the can of the G podcast. Damn, we're heading toward 10. And we out of here. All right, peace. You've been listening to the G podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. <laughs>